there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Crescent Times Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as always, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker, and youth leader, Tom French. How you doing, Tom? I am well, Christopher. How are you? I'm good. Is the music extra loud and extra long today? It's a real party atmosphere. Know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fading out now. Which is only fitting because this is a very special episode, Tom. Happy podcast birthday. It's our birthday again. It's our 15th podcast birthday. Man. Episode Man, 15. This podcast is growing up. They've grown so fast. Next, anyway. next time it'll be the quinceanera. Is that what you call it? Isn't that 15? Oh, that was, or is that 16? Oh, hold on. Isn't... <laughs> uh, for all the Spanish people... Who, speaking people in my family, I've just done a terrible job of uh, okay, Google. speaking Okay, Google, how do Spanish? I spell quinceanera so that I can Google it and find out <laughs> what age it is? <laughs> Anyways, um, so, so while, while uh, Google does our research, I, did, I, did you ask Google actually then? Or I have an that? iPhone, so no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> well, you should ask Siri. Oh, I just, um, yeah, it's 15. Oh, well, happy quinceanera. <laughs> the celebration of a girl's 15th birthday, marking a passage from girlhood to womanhood. Our podcast oh. has reached womanhood. Oh, I didn't even know that we gendered our podcast until just then. Well, I, I did like you I did, did it by us. throwing it at quinceanera. <laughs> Great. Well, well, good. Happy doing birthday. This for, doing Sweet this for, 15. The, for the women. You can do anything. You can even be a podcast if you want, young ladies. <laughs> so affirming. <laughs> um, how was youth group? <laughs> Did you have anything else before we get into youth group? Uh, yeah, I have an apology to make, but I think I, I might save it until later. And I, But I also want to – I think we should talk about your youth group first because every time I listen to this, I'm like, oh, hmm. why do I just have to go first? Oh, we, okay. So I want you to go first again. Okay. The, Um, All right. Well, I went to youth group on Friday, despite the fact that I was feeling pretty uh, rubbish. But um, I just had like, I got a flu shot earlier in the day and I was feeling the side effects. Um, But then also um, one of our leaders who was going to be running the activity got COVID. How's that oh, for no. a 2021 throwback? But um, <laughs> yeah, she stayed home and self-isolated. What a It was time. 2021. You were all self-isolating, so it doesn't matter That's whether true. you had COVID. She could jump on Zoom and get it done. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's very early 2022. Um, <laughs> anyway, it felt like a throwback to me. Um, it, anyway, the activity was very simple, though. It was tower building, or I think we called it tower challenge because that made it sound a bit more exciting mm. on the flyer. And basically, we got a bunch of stuff from reverse garbage. Do you know what reverse garbage is, Tom? Yeah, I do. I I have been – I went there a few times and was very excited to get things. I, I actually – what I got from reverse garbage was some film canisters uh, which held reels from the filming, I think the filming, of uh, Paradise Road. That Great. Australian film from maybe the 90s. 
And the yeah, film just ended that, up at reverse garbage. The, just the canisters, not the film. Like, yeah, it was empty film canisters. Oh, right. The film, film wasn't. The okay. Well, that's less yeah. exciting. Um, yeah. But yeah, so if you haven't intuited it from context, podcast listeners, reverse garbage is a place where they, various people offload their unwanted but clean garbage and then other people go and buy it for not very much money. Anyway, so we had a bag of garbage from reverse garbage and um, some recyclable tape because we're eco-friendly like that. And <laughs> the groups just had to um, run like relay to grab bits of stuff and build the tallest freestanding structure uh, they could in the time limit. And three out of four of them all fell down. So um, it was easy to find a winner. Uh, One of our leaders was already with his big tall measuring pole, which quickly became unnecessary when three (laughs) out of four towers fell down. So we found a winner. That was a fine activity. Probably would have been better if the person, you know, who was around, who had been planning it from the start was running it, but it was they, they went and all got good. Um, yeah. So, well, they bravely braved um, going to kick and then got a case of COVID that's still been knocking around since then. So I can hardly blame them. Um, uh. Anyway, and then um, speaking of results of the fall, uh, we had a talk about the fall, Genesis 3, and um, that was – not done by me, and it was good. And then discussion groups were really great. Um, our our second mm, our our second week in a row of the same groups, and it felt like everyone was settling into their small group groove. Uh, it it's just been it's a really I don't know what has triggered it other than just the generosity of God and the working of his spirit. But there are just like a lot of our youth who seem just a little bit more switched on to what we're doing, a little bit more willing to kind of lean in and talk about stuff, a um, little bit more willing to uh, sit and focus in the times where we want them to and to have conversations in the time when we want them to. And so, yeah, it just feels like a really fun season to be part of our youth group right now and i think the little things like stabilizing the small groups and stuff i'm really hopeful that that'll all you know keep all of that moving in the right direction and i mean i feel like it's very on brand and also a little repetitive to say that my (laughs) um, reflections are the power of prayer and the power of god's spirit but um how good are those things and and now the power of Keeping your small groups the same every week. Oh, it's just it. I was, I went in having created the small groups, really like backing the composition of the small groups, despite being a little unsure whether they were good or not. I was really backing them hard, and it turned out that they have worked out really well. So it's exciting. Have you, have you split it up by like age, gender, or hair color? Miscellaneous. Um, so the groups are basically composed of people who I thought would gel well together as groups. Um, right. And so one it's of them social engineering. is pretty uniformly um, kind of year eight and nine-ish uh, guys and girls. 
one of the groups is very miscellaneous, which is the one that I've got, but very miscellaneous and yet up for a chat. And then the third group is kind of skews older. Um, mm. And all of, and like some of them are organized. Like we tried to keep people with enough of their friends that they wouldn't, you know, protest, but with enough other people that they could get to know new people and also have maximum opportunity to not be distracted by the people that prior experience told us would distract them. So, <laughs> um, so far, so good. I mean, my group was pretty raucous, but also a good vibe. And so I will take that. Um, raucous in a way that kept on coming back to the topic, which I felt was a good thing. So there you that's, go. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I've never actually created small groups like that. Like, I, I've, I mean, sometimes I've had multiple small groups uh, within an age group, I think. Mm. But um, generally, I've, it's just been like, oh, if you're in this year or you're this year in this gender, then you go into this small group. And mm. like that, which has kind of made things easy. And then I haven't had to like have discussions with people about, oh, can I be in that small group? Can I be in that small group? Yeah. But on the other hand, I guess if you do it the way you've done it, then like you've done, you get the opportunity to actually put people together who you think will actually work together and complement each other and, yeah, well, no. it might just be my inner primary school teacher coming out because, like, every year <laughs> in primary school, you do the class splits for the next year, and it's all you know, they're all the same age and at my school, the same gender. And, um, well, they're the same biological sex. I don't want to get into contentious territory, <laughs> but I work in the junior school, so we've had, we've yet to have any, uh, Anyone vocally voicing anything else? Anyway, um, sorry. Can I can I ask a you know, a behind the scenes question about schools? Mm, yeah. When, when you do the class splits, are you mm. actually choosing? Oh, this these kids should go here and these kids should go here because if those kids are together, then it's going to make for a really rough class. Or as a, or are you also and is there like oh, we'll put the kids who are doing better academically here or here? Or, like, is there a lot of that going on because i never actually thought about it oh yeah it's so um some of it is if there are kids with particular needs and we think that they'll go that they'll do well with a particular teacher then they might be matched up with that teacher but there's also like kind of dispersing particular learning needs and behavioral stuff evenly across the different classes and there's a thought to like how they'll go socially and there's a an eye towards um, where they're at academically. Although our older year groups stream English and maths by like, they kind of remix classes for English and maths. And so they're kind mm. of graded anyway. So it, there's a lot of thought that goes in. I don't know, like I can't speak for every school, but our, and I'm not really in on this. Like I will sometimes cast an eye over people's lists if they ask me, cause I kind of <laughs> know everyone a bit, but um yeah, there's a lot of thought and care that goes into those lists. And so I think it just, it didn't occur to me to default to age and gender. It def- Like when I was sorting out our youth group groups, I just mm-hmm. was like, well, of course you like do it by um, like social 
stuff and by like learning needs and by who's going to mesh well with their particular small group leaders. Uh-huh, it's a lot yeah. more of a headache than just going, well, you're all in your eight in you go. But I think it has <laughs> worked out well. And, you know, like it, it is also like with all of this, it, one of the reasons we can do it now is because we have a stable core of, of youth. And so, um, you know, there was a time when you were really unsure who was going to show up on any particular night. But now that we've got, you know, like a pool of about 40 youth and about 25 to 30 of them show up each week, it's pretty easy to go, okay, these all hang together regardless of who's here. Mm. So there you go, small group dynamics. What a thing. Look, look at that. Great. But, like, it's another... another um you know, know your kids, know your youth kind of uh, moment. He said, correcting himself quickly, as previously (laughs) discussed. Um, You know, because we've got to know this crew quite well, everyone at our leaders meeting kind of cast an eye over the list and said, oh, what about putting that person with that person? Or should you put those two together? Or, uh, yeah, if you move that person to there, then you kind of have those two together. And that's not, you know, so there was a lot of, is argy-bargy the correct term? Youth youth training. (laughs) That's not the right term. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, it's going well. and I will report back later in the term, but so far, so good. How about you, Tom? How was youth group? Well, we kicked off our power, money, and sex series with a night all about power. And it was kind of fascinating, actually. So we started off um, by, well, we welcomed everyone and I encouraged people to be a bit respectful when they talked. We know in large groups, we found that everyone was getting pretty chatty when someone was at the front. They'd all just talk to each other. And so, mm. um, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't, I didn't yell at anyone. It was just like, oh, you know, it's a new term. Let's try and try and do this. And then we start off with a game, which was um, a game, a, the peg game. If you know the peg game, it's where everyone gets three pegs and then you've got to go and steal pegs off other people. Um, that you peg them to your sleeve and then you got to steal them off other people's sleeves and peg them to your sleeve and you run around and it's a it's a simple and fun game um but i i did it i changed it up a bit so that we could um change the power dynamics of the game throughout the game so that um people who started off more powerful became less powerful throughout the game the people who were less powerful became more powerful throughout the game so i split people up into teams and it became a team sport. And then I split, I had a team of younger people and a team of older people and leaders and then got them to play. And the leaders and the older young people trounced the younger group, which is exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. And then I gave the younger group a power ups to decide how they wanted to, um, you know, get more power. Uh, so because they, I was like, because you lost, you can have power up. So you can either take three players from the other team to join you, or you can keep one peg in your pocket so no one can steal it. Or uh, I can't remember what the, there was another one in there. And uh, so they did that. And once they, they stole three, three of the older people, then they won. And so then I gave them another power up for winning. And 
and so they decided i think they kept pegs in their pockets and they got extra points for getting the most pegs of the red color and um and as the kind of the power dynamic shifted the game play changed a lot in that the the ones who initially lost got a lot more cocky and excited because they were realized they they could win and they mm. were winning and the ones who initially won got more aggressive and the game i had to cut the game short because i was like oh this is actually getting violent like i was <laughs> like, no no one, no one got hurt but like there was like kids climbing leading up to your apology and, and <laughs> no no that's not leading up to my apology but um yeah there was like there's just a like I was just like if we play one more round of this, someone is actually going to get seriously hurt. So we have to mm. have to stop that, um, which I think was partly partly my I mean it was all my fault, but part of what was my fault was that I didn't think about how the dynamics of a that game as a team sport would change compared to an individual sport, um, mm. and but also just when we we debriefed afterwards and the team that said. The, the older team who lost their power, they said, as we lost power, we felt more uh, able to lash out and be more physical. And so, like, like the feeling of losing power causes you to want to retake that power and control that you had, and it can become, like, physically or any in all sorts of ways, aggressive. And that, like the fact that we see that in society and then we saw it like played out on a mini scale um, and that the, the ones who, as they gained power, they got more cocky, more excited. Um, they decided they kind of lauded it over the, the ones who initially mm. won. Um, it was a really great illustration and not one that I could do again uh, because I now know what happens if you do that. But um. I uh yeah if we if we did it again we'd I'd I'd play a different game. I actually adapted it from a game that I wrote for a, a resource about um uh like safe relationships for um Anglicare and YouthWorks College, but in that game was more I did it with Rob the Nest and so it was there was gonna be less violence involved with Rob the Nest. Although there's always <laughs> Rob the Nest can become violent too. Anyway, the point was it was just really interesting that we did that, and then we moved on from there, and we um, we had a we had a small group check in, and we prayed for each other, and found out what happened in our holidays, and because uh, we haven't all been together to check mm. in s- since last term, and then we we got a Bible, a review of uh, Genesis, which was just actually a retelling of the uh, Cain and Abel story, but our reviewer got a chocolate for that, so that, that was, was exciting. Promised. Yeah, we interviewed a kid and did some announcements, and uh, then we looked at the par- the story of uh, Jesus healing uh, Jairus's daughter and the bleeding woman. And the way we did that is, I got uh, I assigned different roles to the youth, and then we all kind of did the whole story together. So everyone was a part of the story. I read the story out, and then there was a kid, a youth playing Jesus, and another youth playing the dead girl and another youth playing Jairus and another youth playing and everyone else was like the crowd or disciples. <coughs> Excuse me. And then as we'd go through the game, uh, sorry, the story, I'd stop and I'd say, oh, how are you feeling at this point, Jairus? How are you feeling, bleeding woman? How are you feeling, 
um, crowd and yeah, cool. what's your reaction to this and and drawing out, you know, who's got the power in different situations. The, the whole thing I stole from my mother who told me she used to use this story quite regularly in her training when she worked um, at a church in King's Cross in Sydney. She'd do training with volunteers there to help them think about power. So I was like, well, I'm going to do the same thing. Thanks, mum. And, um, yeah, it was really interesting to just, like, engage with the story and think about who has power in the story and how Jesus uses power to, um, you know, help everyone. And, like, the, the bleeding woman who has no power is afraid because she has no social power, but also she has no power to heal herself. And Jesus uses mm-hmm. power for social healing as well as physical healing. And Jairus, who has all the power, normally has no power in the face of sickness and death and Jesus is able to use his power for him which then led us into a discussion where because I just felt like it was going to be a week for a discussion not a talk and so we had a discussion then afterwards about um where we have power and how we can be using our power uh, to serve others like Jesus and then we broke it down into how can you use it with your friends how can you use it at a youth group and how can you use it at home and then we had just a really great discussion about it mm. and it was just a really really good week to um, yeah, just see the the youth engaging with the the question and thinking about um, how they can, you know, who Jesus is and how he uses his power and how we can um, follow him well uh, in using our power to serve others. And, yeah, it's just one of those weeks where you just like, oh, I love it when a plan comes together. And mm. I'm just, uh, yeah, it felt like, you know, God was, was at work and getting stuff done. So, Hopefully it was as engaging for the youth as it felt like it was to me. Well, it feels like despite your misgivings about some of how that game went, like <laughs> that feels like, you know, issues of potential violence aside, that's what you, like those are the kind of like organic connections between the activity and the talk that I always yep. feel like seem like a great thing to aspire to but rarely accomplish so yeah i probably get it done one in 15 times but i've always Mm. got dreams of it and uh this was one of those one in 15 times great um yeah probably i mean the other thing to say also is like in terms of violent games it wasn't that violent it was just that my youth group is a very generally a very placid youth group um Mm. so uh to see how they changed was actually kind of like, oh, wow. But like compared to, you know, many youth groups now and compared to say a youth group in the nineties, that was, yeah, it was tame. There was not a, not a single drop of blood was shed. No bones were broken. Was, no paperwork needed filing. Yes. I, I did. Yeah. I will say that in our youth group planning meetings, there are some things that get vetoed on the grounds of, well, maybe another youth group could do that without it getting out of hand, <laughs> but we know our youth and we're just going to avoid that. It's, uh, yeah, well, that's important to do. Know, <laughs> know your youth. And now know I know them youth. a little bit better as I plan my games. Um, yeah. So um, I want to give you a multiple choice here, Tom. Do you want to oh, yeah. uh, talk about, next week or do you want uh, to apologize for something yeah look i want to, I want to make my public apology i've let uh you all down and i'm very sorry last week on the podcast i said that my other co-leader in small group is 14 years younger than me 
and I'm really sorry to say that I was wrong. He's 13 years younger than me, and he pointed it out to me. He sent me a message, and so uh, I will not do that again unless I forget his age again, and then I, I will do it again. What is again. your dominant feeling upon <laughs> reflecting on this? Is it um, sorrow at misrepresenting the difference between your ages or joy at being slightly less old than you thought you were? <laughs> uh, can I have both? Like we're complex people, Chris, and That's true. you can have more than one emotion at the same time. That is very true. That's something I've learned in the last two years. Oh, good. <laughs> and now I have to just learn the words for more than five emotions. So we're all on our own learning journeys. <laughs> yeah, that's and good. Is hungry an emotion? I'm trying to work out if I can. I think it count that in my five. Hangry is an emotion. <laughs> I think hunger causes emotions. Oh, okay. Well, then I know four emotions. Okay. <laughs> what are the other? What four do you know? Maybe I can give you a freebie. <laughs> now, now, don't call me out on. I don't like. Uh, I Happy, sad, <laughs> angry, hungry, and starving. <laughs> sleepy is sleepy an emotion. Sleepy leads to emotions. Tired is tired an emotion. Tired is also the same as sleepy. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess people <clears throat> people are emotionally tired sometimes. I have to That's drink true. Some water. While you do, I'm going to fill the dead air by asking you, what are you doing at youth group next week, Tom? <laughs> next week, I am, or we are. What are we doing? We're talking about power again. We're going to be in our small groups, and uh, the thing I want to focus on uh, this week was we'll, was we'll, we'll spend a bit of time talking about uh, how. Did you see power at work uh, in your at school and in your home? And because that was the thing I sent them away with to be paying attention to that. Um, but the thing I didn't, we didn't talk about much was what happens when you don't feel like you have power, and what can you do then? Mm. So we're going to talk about the feeling of powerlessness, and yeah, because I think that's like like when you're a young person like you don't always recognize the power that you do have and you can quite often recognize the lack of power that you feel like you have because uh, there's so many people who are, you know, have got plans for your life and you have your own plans for your life, but you're not right, quite at the stage where you can actually be executing those plans the way you want to. Mm. Um, and so feeling powerless uh, is quite probably quite a regular feeling for young people but we can but in that space there's actually lots of stuff that we can do um to actually uh have our own agency and make choices and use what power we do have well and that will allow us to not feel powerless and also to be able to love and serve like jesus who has all power but chose the path of weakness on our behalf. So that's what we're going to be talking about in small groups, hopefully. Uh, or we we might just have lots of crazy distraction. We'll see what happens. Could go either way. What about you, Chris? Um, we are into our third week of our kind of overview of the Bible kind of deal. We're talking about God being near and good. Um, so we're talking about how God's covenant 
with Abraham shows that God still wants to be close to us and that he wants to forgive our sin and welcome us back into his kingdom. Um, and then next week we're going to talk about, like, like the following week we're going to talk about how God is like huge and holy and transcendent and so how do those things fit together and that's kind of where the term is headed. Um, and we are also doing uh, a repeat of one of my favorite activities in recent youth group history, and that is the mystery auction um, where I um, basically give them a bunch of fake money and they bid on the items that they would like. um, And that's all the instructions they get. And so last time um, the first few things that I got them to bid on were rocks and playing cards and perfect they were not highly sought after although one girl liked the look of the rocks and so she kept on annoying her team by paying a couple of fake dollars for (laughs) rocks every time a rock came up but then she turned into the team hero when i pulled out a big thing of lollies and said i'll start the bidding at one rock and (laughs) the crowd went wild um and so I haven't figured out what the twist is. I can't do it exactly the same this time because otherwise, you know, they'll know what to bid on. But it's yeah. I've I'm still figuring out how to keep the mystery auction mysterious, but I'll fill you in on the mysteries next week. I I look forward to hearing how it goes. Great. Um any further business before we? I, ha- I have no business. Wrap this thing up. Yeah. Um, did, have you seen Guardians Three yet? No, I didn't. I didn't see Are you interested ever. Yeah, always interested, <laughs> but just, I just, I just, you know, like I have a child. I knew what was happening. I knew what had happened, and I s- still said yes. We can have a baby, and then well. Look at the, that. I'll catch up when my review when is out. it's quite a good movie, but not as good as a human child. So yeah. there you go. Feel well, affirmed in your life choices. She's pretty good and she definitely hangs around longer than two and a half hours or however long Guardians is. Great. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you've held <laughs> on to her longer joy. than two and a half hours. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, so we're up to music. minute 32 of our yeah. 15-minute podcast. So let's do, um, let's do this. I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to, um, I'd like thank, to thank my mother emotions. for keeping me around for more than two and a half hours. Um, Thanks, Mum. Oh, Mother's Day that, this Sunday. Uh, yeah. I thank her in real life. I think let's let's go thank our mums. What good mums. TomFrench.com.au for all of your Tom French needs. Nailed it again. Thanks, man.